Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Xbox Cloud and cloud gaming. Woohoo! Dude, it's it's out for for a large portion of people at this point in beta, in beta, but it's out like uh, you know, uh, for a certain certain groups like you can just basically get into it however you want at this point. So, whereas before it was just invite only. Yes. Yes. Um, and we'll talk about that and how you too can partake in this uh, I just learned actually like how uh, I'm being an idiot. <laughs> and paying for things that uh, do not get me things like cloud gaming. So, I mean, you know, this this is your guide of how not to be a fool. Yeah, yeah, I have been the fool, and John has been the wise old uh, Jedi who is going to teach me his ways. I would love to accept that, but I uh, I have to give props to uh, to Aaron Wright, who who oh. you know, obviously has been on the podcast. Before, Aaron Wright, this is the thing. Yeah, Aaron. Aaron is uh, is a genius when it comes to figuring out the minute details of how something works, mm-hmm. and uh, and being able to then explain that. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like whenever, whenever there was, I kept seeing on my dashboard it was like, oh, get Games Pass Ultimate. You know, upgrade for a dollar for for your, to start with or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And like literally, he gave me like the tips, and it saved me a ton of money. <laughs> And uh, at the time, and I'm not sure if that deal still exists, but it saved me a ton of money at the time. And I'm now like I, I'm like into the Game Pass thing. Like it's the Game Pass Ultimate is the is the is living the dream, you know. Well, and here's here's a problem like I have like sometimes with deals, and I like I have a I have a a friend, uh, my friend George. Like he is unbelievable with finding deals. However, sometimes these deals are so complicated. That they are, I don't want to do them. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm like I don't have the mental energy to do all of this, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and to like I just I don't I don't want to. I don't like the details. Yep. I don't. I just want to. I'm like I would. How much am I saving? Two dollars. Cool. Sure. I don't care. Like this is not worth the trouble for me to actually go through this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, all it, props it, to people who love it, but I I can't sometimes. It definitely has to be like it. Ha- there has to be a good trade off there because I feel like there are certain situations where you're like, well, if you drive all the way across town, you can get this for five dollars less, and you're like, it's going to cost me more in my time to go across there than like to to go get this and save the five dollars than the five dollars is worth because like the only resource. That is truly completely limited is time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, sure, like I pay pay more money, but but like we're you know, it's like just I my time is worth so much. So if it takes me a long time to understand how to like save money, unless it's a lot of extra money, then it's like I'm just like you. I'm just like, ah, psh, you know, I don't need to do this. But uh but again, Aaron Wright presented it a certain way and I was like, okay, I'm pulling the trigger on this like tonight. So you all are going to learn this now, and right. you can take advantage of this. Uh, before we get to all that, John, uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. So I've been up to a decent amount. Um, on the podcast last week, I talked about like the three games from that uh, the demo, the set of the game, what is it, Summer Games Fest demos yeah. that they had yeah. on there. Uh, I have now since played another one of those. 
um, as well as some other other games that I'll, I'll talk about. Let me talk about that one first. So the demo was for a game called Sable. It's a gorgeous kind of like uh, cell shaded art style. And uh, I had heard like good things about it, seen like some trailers where it's like, oh, it's kind of like exploration puzzle based. Um, and then, so I was like, all right, let me try this out. So I loaded it up and uh, it's basically Breath of the Wild with no combat, seemingly. Mm. Um, but it's also like in a different art style, kind of a different vibe, that sort of thing. So uh, we're running around talking to people, getting quests, going into like temples and solving puzzles in the similar ways. Maybe not as, as uh, you know, how like all the powers, like they handed you all of these like amazing powers, like uh, oh, the magnesis and the being able to, to stop time and stuff like that. Didn't have anything like that happening uh, during the demo that I played. But definitely the same sort of uh, sort of like relaxed kind of vibe of like, oh, I'm going to go over, see what's over there. And it's pretty rewarding whenever you get there. Um, so it's something that I think it's going to come into Game Pass day, day one. And so I'll probably check it out whenever it comes out. Um, it, was, it was fun. The one thing I will say about it is it felt like there's a very concerted, like it's clearly a choice they made on purpose. And I don't necessarily like it in that the world runs at a, a beautiful like high frame per second like uh you know 30 60 frames per second whatever it's just a nice high frame rate but your character runs and like operates on a lower frame rate similar to like um how they did like the the broken frames within spider-verse like into the spider-verse yeah which is wonderful cool. during, like for that movie but for oh. gameplay it feels not. odd like it mm. felt slower than it was. Like whenever I would jump in, you only, you know, it's like tick, 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 tick. You know, you see those kind of frames and it like felt slower than it really was. And again, this is a, a on purpose choice because the rest of the world operates like it's, you know, full on like amazing 60 frames per second or whatever it is. I don't know if it's 60 or 30 or 45, who knows, but it like it operates at a, like a normal frame rate, but your character runs at this other thing and it, it looks kind of anime esque and that sort of thing, which is really cool. It looks cool, but from a feeling perspective, I sometimes would like, j like wouldn't know when to hit the jump button in order to like make a certain platform or like to, you know, grab a certain thing or like whatever, because of those frame like skips so um again artistic choice i don't know i i wouldn't have done that but eh, it is what it is i'll probably still play it i'll still play it that's cool that's yeah. awesome that's cool um in addition to that chris i have been sailing the seven sea or the sea of thieves because it's not just it's not seven seas it's just one sea the sea of thieves in the pirates of the caribbean uh update um, got, got some of that going on this past weekend, played the first of five missions. Like there's literally like four complete other missions to do. And like, this is a ton of content, man. Uh, it was funny. Like while we were playing, it was me and, and Cody and JJ. I've talked about them. They've all been on the podcast before. Um, but like Cody was like, he was like, dude, this is like the most story the Sea of Thieves has ever had. Like, this is like the, the first time where I've been like, oh yeah, this is a legit like campaign situation going on. Um, so that's really cool. I, I, uh, there are a lot of Easter eggs in that first episode or that first, uh, first mission. Um, not just about the movies and like kind of the music, you know, plays and that sort of thing in the background. Like they have the, this really, like some really cool things, but it's also about like, has a lot of Easter eggs for the rides in, uh, in Disney world. Now, like that the movie was based on, which was really cool. 
Um, so if you're into Pirates of the Caribbean, or if you've just been to the to the you know ride the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in the the parks. Um, I'd say go at least play the, that first mission and, and enjoy yourself. So um, a lot of the audio is straight up like, or some of the audio, I should say, some of the audio cues are pulled straight from like the ride, which is amazing and fascinating. So very cool. Awesome, dude. What have you been up to this week, Chris? Mm, I was just trying to think through that, John. I haven't been up to, I haven't been up to much. <laughs> yeah. So I'll just, I'll, uh, I'll lay that out there. I don't know. This is, uh, this has been a, I guess a weird week. Um, I've, I've had basically things to do every night. I went, I went up to uh, Nashville, went to a, a comedy show last night at Zany's, um, stand up comedy. And, uh, that was fun. Um, I, uh, don't had remember you ever been to com- Zany's before. Ha- have I? No, I had never been there before. Nice. It was great. Um, I don't remember the name of the comic. Uh, be- it was for someone's birthday. So they picked the comic. I should remember, but I do not. I do remember one of the comics. His name was Brad. He made a big deal about his name being uh you know brad and so like, but i don't remember his last name so that's a problem as well yeah he should have made, so, a, made the, the second half of his set should have been about whatever his last name was yes i'm sure he said it i just don't remember it <laughs> um but it was good it was fun um and then what there's there something else oh i can talk about this john why didn't i talk about this chris two things bro i completely just like whiffed Listen, on two different things the time has not passed you can still talk about that's, them chris that's true this is At like whenever ebenezer like scrooge later. wakes up and you know lifts his window and says you there child what day is it i haven't <laughs> missed it so you haven't <laughs> missed it chris I missed, right i haven't missed it all right so uh last weekend last saturday went and saw fast nine dude nice john this movie so this is my first movie back in the theater after i mean i haven't been in the theater since last a year ago last Tenet, june right since Tenet. yeah and, and this is the longest i've ever gone a whole year without mm. being in a movie theater i know man um which was crazy okay so this was a great movie back because it was just it just had everything like and i'm not gonna sp- uh, uh, i won't spoil it okay I'm just going to say, I don't think that anyone ever said no in the making of this movie. I mean, why like would they were you? Like, uh, you know, I mean, you know, I think there's times when you should say no. Um, <laughs> the, the, but this, this, I don't, I don't know where they go from here because now they've done everything. Hmm. And I don't know where you thought that the cars couldn't go, but they've now gone there. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, I, can, okay. I can only tease that far without getting spoilery. So that's the thing, though. Like, I feel like this franchise, like, you... I I have not watched since like literally the second one or the third oh my one. Goodness, I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> There's actually some really good ones in there. Basically, you know how watch. like it started okay, like started okay. This is a good, you know, it's it's okay, it's good, and yeah. then it like got like really like strange and maybe slightly borderline bad, and then it got good again. I yeah. never got back around the loop to where it was good again, you know, mm, or where it got better mm-hmm. than it was to begin with. Like, I never really yeah. got back to there. It was always just kind of like, ah, that is what it is. Um, I mean, it very quickly, I mean, because we had Fast and Furious, and then we had Two Fast, Two Furious, then we had Tokyo Drift, and then, I mean, so we very quickly hit the bottom. Oh, yeah, that okay. was like those, then, those two, Two Fast, Two Furious, and then Tokyo Drift, like and both then we, of And then it came back with like, Fast mm, and Furious, no. and then there's Fast Five. Okay, though, and, and like, really, honestly, if you just forget about Tokyo Drift, Go straight from the from the first one. I mean, which I mean, you can't really. Sorry, you can't forget about Tokyo Drift because now it's it's like come back around and right, right, like, right. So, but anyway, in terms of quality, like uh, starting picking up with uh, the fourth installment, Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's been great. I mean, nice. it just it's kind of gotten wild. Like seven, eight, and nine, uh, and nine now. Not my favorites. Um, seven was the one that it dealt with. Uh, oh no, actually, eight was good. I liked eight a lot. Yeah. Uh, uh, seven dealt like strongly with Paul Walker's death, and so that was kind of like heavily. Um, I mean, you kind of have to have that context to make that, for that movie, sure. to, like the emotional payoff to make sense. Um, and then uh, eight was great until kind of like the third act. Once the once they all took down a submarine, right, right, right. Um, which was in the trailer, was, yeah, it which was in the trailer, yeah. I mean, plus that movie came out in two thousand and seventeen. I sure, feel like sure. uh, it's past, well past its. Well, see, um, like we're talking about a car movie, and so like if you know, in if for, <laughs> for people who just maybe haven't seen the trailer, yeah, like if you yeah. mention a submarine, if that wasn't right. in the trailer, and you're like, oh, and they took down a submarine with those cars, <laughs> it's just yeah. like at that point you're like, what movie are we talking about? You know, but yeah. because it was Is in the trailer, a, uh, everybody should know. You know, that's why I bring up the trailers because everybody should you, know you that, that they did that. You know, <laughs> yeah, well, we took <laughs> run silent, no, run is deep. Liam, is, is Liam Neeson in this movie? <laughs> just, no, the answer is no. Um, and Dude, so, he anyway, be. he should be. Um, this movie, uh, it's wild. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. And then, okay, so I've been up to that. Okay. Um, I recommend going to see the movie. Um, the other movie I saw, John, so then that was on Saturday, Monday, no, Tuesday night. I went back to the theater and saw A Quiet Place Part Two. Nice. Because I really wanted to see that one before it left the theater. Sure, sure. Because I feel like that one is, uh, is um, it's something you have to experience in the theater. It's still so odd and eerie, dude. Like sitting there with a packed out theater and everyone everyone is so silent mm-hmm. and there's zero sound coming mm-hmm. from the screen. It's, it's crazy. So they do it again in, in the second one. Oh, yeah. And they pull it off. Yeah. And in completely different ways that you cool. don't think. That, I mean, this was a great sequel. Like, um, it's different enough to like uh, to be entertaining. You know, if they mm-hmm. were just doing the mm-hmm. same thing all the time, sure, it'd be yeah. like, what are we doing? Um, and then, but like they use even like the conceit that happens at the end of the first one um, to up the up the tension. I Interesting. Guess, okay. Okay. A little bit. Um, and there's just like new ways that they do it. I liked it a lot. Um, I would love to review it Ooh, at some point. Okay, okay. Whenever um, I we see could it, actually, we can review it. I like it. Yeah, we could actually unpack it and talk about it. Um, I think it's on streaming right now. I think you can stream it. I'll um, have to look and see. I don't think it's free. I think right. you can stream it though. Right, right. Like it's a premium purchaser, like on Amazon, yes, you know, Prime yes. or like whatever. You yes. just buy it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's, that's the exciting that's thing, the, the, dude. I feel like movies are, you know, they're they're like the movies that we were supposed to get last year. We're getting them now, um, which yeah. is good. Um, I'm excited about that. Like, you know, I'm, I uh, what is it like? Oh, Black Widow is like coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, or Black, I mean, there's actually or, a lot of things. Yeah. So yeah, so I was it's actually, exciting. I was man. pulling up. I was pulling up my. I'm pulling up my AMC app real quick. Yeah, so we got Black Widow coming out um, July 9th. Space Jam. A New Legacy, July 16th. Um, we've got... Uh, these are random things. Uh, Jungle Cruise, July 30th. Snake Eyes, July 23rd. Um, uh, Old, which is the the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, coming out July 23rd. Um, a ton of stuff. So that's like four movies in July. And then August is just as packed with like Free Guy, 
Suicide Squad. Dude, um, free guy, man. I know. We've been, this is the thing. We've been watching those uh, uh, trailers for literally over two years now. So so let me tell you that during during uh, Summer Game Fest kickoff night live or whatever Jeff Keeley's thing was, they had another trailer for uh, yeah. another new trailer for for Free Guy, and Ryan Reynolds like showed up and talked to Jeff for a little while, um, which was which was good. But yeah, like, uh, and I was just like, dude, how like I I can't imagine that we haven't seen the majority of the action in Free Guy at this point, you know? I mean, I feel like there's still tons to see. I mean, but at the same time, it's just like, how, how have you been cutting together all of these new trailers without just like completely exhausting the footage that you have? Well, I think they're good. Uh, <laughs> also, last one on in July. This is the fifth one. Uh, the Boss Baby family business is coming out, which I loved the first Boss Baby <laughs> a lot. I thought it was fantastic. Did you really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever watch it? Yeah, I did. I did. That was register. hilarious, dude. I mean, it was funny. Like, I thought it was funny. Um, uh, what's his name? Oh man, I, uh, the, the baby, the boss baby, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I thought he was hilarious in it. Yeah. Um, but I, it's like the rest of it. I don't. None of the rest of it reg- registers. Oh, okay. To me. I've like I've watched that multiple. times. I don't times. remember <laughs> it. Have you really? My yeah. goodness, Chris. That's you're the boss baby cinematic universe. Oh. They they have a, a Netflix television <laughs> the show. Boss baby cinematic. There is. Yeah, there's a television show. What are you talking about? I, I don't know if it's uh, if it's Alec Baldwin the or not. The same baby? I, I, yeah, I think so. <laughs> How did I miss that? This is my problem, John. Let's take two two minutes to sit down. This is my problem with Netflix, bro. They really they have great content on sure. there. Mm-hmm. They do the worst job of promoting it. The algorithm, they man. Use, they they try to use their stupid algorithm to like tell me what I want. I'm yeah. like, no, I like so many different things. Mm-hmm. I just need to see all the things. Yeah, and then be- I, I let me decide what I want. Because you've never like searched for the boss baby. Uh, I know. watched it on Netflix. I watched the move, the first movie on Netflix. Did you, you rate think it, they would Chris? serve this? I think I rate everything. <laughs> I think they would. They should have served this up to me yeah. on a silver platter. Yeah, you would think. Uh, I get, I get it because I like a lot of animation stuff, but I don't like the Boss Baby that much. Like I watched the Boss Baby again. Like it just doesn't. It's it. I just don't remember it. Like anything about it. Mm. Like I don't remember mm. being like, yes, that was fantastic. And I also don't remember really disliking it, which is like I, just I feel like the real, worst I, place for a movie to be i don't i don't know that i could recite the plot to you sure i don't know that that's what was important to me yeah i think i just thought it was really funny yeah and i'm just completely apathetic towards it and i think that's like that's the worst place for any movie to be it's like i i don't hate it enough to like you know pay attention to it and i don't mm. love it enough mm. to like go out of my way <laughs> yeah yeah all right, all right, but yeah, dude. But, but but they serve up that that show. I think there's a show, an animated show, like where they're like, it's got the boss baby in it, and it's a you know about the boss baby. So yeah, yeah. But boss baby too, man. That's a uh, boss baby. Yeah, the boss baby. The, I don't know business. if we've I don't know if we've said boss and baby as much in any other like nope. five minute segment. You know, probably not. <laughs> but uh, but like uh, the boss. When did the original boss baby come out? Like, I feel like this is a little late. Oh, like, long, th- long time ago. Dude. This is like the, the you know, by the time the Avatar sequels come out, like, that's what we're talking here, you know? Here's the other movie that I'm trying to figure out when it when it comes out um, is... Uh, um, the one with Tom Cruise, Top Gun. Oh, um, I don't even see a release That's Holiday, man. I think that's Holiday. Oh, oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Grief. Um, 
They saw then again, a, a, new, a new trailer for that too. I'm thinking about the uh, the Top Gun expansion, free expansion for Flight Simulator, mm. and that comes out in the fall, is what they say. So, like, mm. why wouldn't you time that with the movie? So, if it comes out, I guess November technically is still fall, right? Right. Yeah, I thought and it I came mean, out no. around that. The holidays. It, it, well, no, yeah, you're right. Winter technically, I think, starts in December or something like that. It's yeah. Like December, January, February is right. Is technically the, winter. <laughs> yeah. But then again, it's like you know, summer is technically not until like now. Like we just started summer like last week right. or something. So like, but I always in my head it's like, oh, you're off. You know, get out of school. It's summer. You know, but it's not no, until but no, late it's, June. Yeah, it's still uh, it's still uh, spring at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the same time, Chris. Um, I do. I I feel like Top Gun was the holidays for some reason. Hmm. Whenever they delayed be. it, could I don't be. know. It'll come out whenever it comes out, and we'll see it. And it'll be you know it'll be fun times. So yep, yep. Um, um cool. That's awesome, well, that's Chris. what we've been up to. Before we get to the uh, the Xbox Cloud, we've got pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> All right, John, what is your pick of the week? Dude, my pick of the week this week is a game that I've only just started, but I'm looking forward to uh, continuing into play, and I think it would be up your particular alley in Ooh. some ways, and then, you know, you're going to have to get over, like, some elements of it probably <laughs> in others. What does that mean? Um, well, you'll find out. So it's called Griftlands. And it is on the Switch. Um, I don't think it's on any other platforms other than PC. Like, it's on PC and Switch right now. Um, But Griftlands is a card deck building game Mm. with what I perceive to be a fantastic story. Lots of people are talking about how it's a good story. But, like, so far, like, I'm very into the story. Um, There's, like, three different characters that you, uh, you can play as. And the deck building aspect of it, the cool, like it's an RPG in that you like role play as these characters, but you have two different decks, Chris, that you build up like and, and get cards for simultaneously. And you can choose to use either one whenever you have like an encounter. Like, so you go to like a, a place and you're like, okay, I've got to like go talk to this person or uh, uh, this like a, like a loan shark about my friend's loan. And be like, you know, get them more time to to pay, right? And so you can go in there and you can just attack. You can just literally just go in and, and try to kill them, you know, um, with your with your deck belt battles. Um, but you can also use your other deck, which is an argument deck. Mm. <laughs> and so you're building up these. Ar- and so whenever whenever you uh, you argue. You can get to the point where, like, if they take down your argument, like, if they take down your, like, your quote-unquote health or your, like, your argument all the way, then you literally just go into fighting them physically, like, going to try to kill them. Um, but, like, you can choose all, like, to, to basically talk your way out of, of, out of situations, which is uh, a pretty pretty cool, cool mechanic here. Um, and it looks like it looks like a animated, like a Saturday morning cartoon kind of style animation, which is really cool. Um, I, I, I've been enjoying it. Like I said, I've, I haven't put in very much time. Um, I haven't lost yet, um, which is the part that you're not going to like, Chris, because it is a roguelike where oh, no. if you lose <laughs> all the way, then you start back over. Um, and there are like some, some elements of it are like procedurally generated. Like you can have a, like there's a relationship building, uh, 
type of mechanic in there where like you meet people and you can meet different people at different times on different runs. And so like in one run, you may be at the point in your run where like, you're not going to be friends with this person. But like, if you go in and do it a different run, you'll run into them later whenever you I like would be their friend um, whenever you're in that, like whatever spot you're in, in the narrative. So like, it's uh so like those are the elements of that. You probably, I don't know. You just, you're not a huge fan of, of roguelike uh, type of, of things. I'm coming around. Like, I feel like people have been doing better jobs with them more recently. And so I feel like I've been coming around a little bit more on them, but it is a, it, so far I'm very much enjoying it. I'll report back whenever I've played more, but I'm very much enjoying it so far. Nice. That's awesome. What is your pick of the week, Chris? Actually, let me let me start here. Let me. Do you think do you think you would enjoy this game, Chris? I don't know, dude. Just the roguelike stuff. Oh, I know, man. It's just like it's it's such a turnoff to me that um, I just yeah, I just don't I don't get it. Doesn't excite me. It doesn't even like I, I almost like I know all the feeling I'm gonna get yep. later, and I just like I don't want it. You're like, I don't want that. I don't want that reset of the progress. You know, you can no. carry some things, but not. It's not like it's not even like this one. I don't think it's even like, I think you can choose like a couple of cards to take back with you and you unlock like, oh, what, what cards can you randomly encounter to build your deck through the different runs? That all like you know, continues on. But it's not like Hades where like Hades, there is a definitive like upgrade system that you can make, you know, that carries over every run. This well, is not like that. So even, even games like Spelunky or something like that, like things that anything that's randomly generated, I just, I just don't like, I mean, what was it? What was it in, um, destiny that was randomly generated there was something um oh that was never like the same all the time do you remember in one well, of the there raids was the, yeah what was the, it wasn't the raid it was the uh oh man it was it was the the oh I know, yeah the yeah prison the, prison of elders yeah prison of elders hated it dude didn't mm-hmm. like it i because i what i like to do is i like to learn things and get better at it and you can't do that like sure. I, yeah you can like up your um up your skill level, I guess, or your like, I don't know. Yeah, you get better, but abilities. it's in, in an indefined way. Like you can't like yeah. kit yourself out for a specific like room the right. correct way, and be like, if oh, you don't know I died here. Room. I should have killed these guys first, or something like you know. Sure, like, I don't know. It's just yeah. not my thing, dude. Procedurally it's less generated of a, stuff. It, it becomes less of a, less of a puzzle, you know, because I feel like you know the, it, it's kind of a puzzle. We're like, oh yeah, I can take out these people, throw the grenade there, do the thing there, and then like you can make it through the room. But if it's like all randomly generated and like it's like, well, I can't can't I don't know any of those things. Like I can just only get better at like jumping or get better at like, you know, aiming or whatever. So yeah. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, that's my pick of the week. What is your pick of the week, Chris? My pick of the week is a novel, John. And it is written by Quentin Tarantino. He just released his novelization, his own novelization of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And um, I'm starting to read it now. It is super interesting. It is there are some things that are very very similar to the movies, lots of same dialogue, but then other things that are drastically different from the movie, which is interesting. You wouldn't think that would be the case, but it is. So um, I'm really enjoying it. It's his first novel, and uh, I'm kind of like I could see like you know supposedly the next movie is supposed to be his last movie, and I could see him becoming a writer after this which he's a great writer we all know that he makes he writes great movies but i think he uh he could be a good uh fiction writer yeah i mean like that's uh, we've talked about how before like with him like 
whenever if he's in talks to do like a Star Wars movie or a Star Trek movie or like whatever, um, it's like, well, does that count? Does that count towards his like his his seven movies or whatever? Um, and so like, yeah, like, you know, I, I like the idea of like branching out into the other, other medium to kind of, you know, tell these stories. Uh, I think that's a, that's a cool way to do it. It's, it's interesting to do a book based on like a movie that he already did, you know, like that's, it's just, that's an interesting way route to go about it. Um, whereas like, you know, if this was just a book, Um, I would be a little bit more interested in it because like, but because it's a movie, it's like, well, I don't want to read the book before watching the movie. You've never seen the movie? No, no, no. I haven't seen that movie. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It's like, it's literally probably one of his, his, I'm going to say it. I think it's his best movie. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. It's so good. Um, but yeah, like it's just, it's interesting because it's like, usually it's the other way around. We're like, oh, I don't know if I want to see the movie before I read the book. Well, yeah, I, um, but no, it's the opposite I th- now. I think no, I think you should totally watch this movie before you read the book. Yeah, like, and so I, like I'm, I, I, I'm with you there with pa- this specific thing. Part of me wonders if like the book is just now just completely like, is it is it you know superfluous? You know, it's like oh, it doesn't matter anymore because like you know the only people who are going to read the book have already watched the movie. I don't know. It's just a, it's a fascinating way to do it, man. And I, mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like most people I've talked to have seen this movie. <laughs> so there is that sure 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 um but yeah like it's just a subset of like i don't know if if, if uh it would be interested if uh if it pulls over people who haven't seen the movie to read the book or oh i, I don't know a lot of I, books, yeah well know? that's the thing i don't know that he cares i don't know that that's the purpose of it that's you know it's kind of like Stephen. i talked a couple weeks ago about Stephen king's pulp fiction novels i think i mean he's not making bank on these things they're paperback sure. novels that you sell for 10 bucks a pop I think he does it because he likes them. I also think the same is true of of Quentin Tarantino. This is kind of a pulp fiction kind of novel, and he I think he just he wanted to do it to do it, you know. Sure. I sure. mean, I, at this point, you know, Quentin can kind of just do whatever he wants, and I think I think I think he does he write he does anything in his movies because he he likes it. He think it's thinks it's cool, and it just ha- so happens uh, a lot of other people do too, you know. So it's like it's one of those things. I feel he's he's a very pure kind of uh artist in that way where he's like i'm not gonna i'm not going to um uh i can't i'm trying to think of the word i'm I'm not i'm not going to cut back on my creative vision i'm not going to restrict myself you know like just because of whatever i'm just gonna do whatever i want and uh that's what i like about him sure yeah well, that's interesting, Chris. I, I will, uh, you know, if I if I watch the movie, I'll then have to check out the book and just see how I it mean, goes. This, it was a Best Picture nominee. It's a great movie. I know, man. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't. I mean, all of his movies are like uh, are are really good. You know, it's like it's yeah. not like you know, it's not like either he's putting out putting out clunkers. You know. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, I just <laughs> haven't haven't watched it. You know, there's a lot of great movies that uh. I mean, that, I, you know, and to to be fair, I mean, there there's some that I'm like. You know, maybe not for everybody, and like sure. I wouldn't necessarily recommend. I mean, like Hateful Eight. I don't think like that's not a that's not a. Uh, you don't have to watch that movie if you're watching. You know, like just to get an idea of what Tarantino does or is. I mean, it's a very that's a very unique movie with like where it's it was written to be a play originally. That's what I'm saying. Like he's he's so prolific that he. Um, 
I think he he just writes things because he wants to, you right, know. Right. Well, and I, I also like the idea of like finding other avenues, like the whole playwriting thing, finding other avenues to uh, to put creativity into is just a, a a fun fun way to do it. It's like ah, oh, you know, he's put out a ton of like big movies and ton of great movies, you know. And it's like, well, you know, let's put out some some fun fun books and some fun uh, fun you know stage plays. Yeah. All right. So your pick of the week was Griftlands. On the Nintendo Switch. And my pick of the week is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the novel by Quentin Tarantino. All right, John. It's time to uh, to talk about Xbox Cloud Gaming. So first, um, before we get to how to take advantage of this, let's explain what this is and uh, your brief experience with it. So cloud gaming, uh, like they used to be called X Cloud, which I actually liked that name better than just cloud gaming on Xbox. Um, but at the same time, I totally understand, like you know, it's just a little bit easier to to market or whatever. Um, but cloud gaming on Xbox, basically on my phone, I can connect to a bunch of servers that are running Xbox Series Xs. Um, which they've just now upgraded all of their things to for, from Xbox Ones to Xbox Series Xs now. Um, and uh, and through my phone, like I'm connecting with a internet connection over to a server that ha- is running a game on uh, that Xbox and then streaming it to my phone. And whenever I put inputs in, it goes over there and it communicates with that Xbox and tells that Xbox to press the A button. And then it communicates back whenever it shows me pressing the A button, right? And, uh, and all of that happens within like just milliseconds. And, uh, my experience with it this week, like it was like, Hey, this is, is available to everybody. And I immediately was just like, okay, well, let me just get into a game. And so I, I clicked the link, that sort of thing. I'm on an Apple device, which they did have like Apple tried to like, Oh, you can't put that on the app store or you can't do that from the Xbox app. Um, because they use some random excuse. We covered that months ago. Um, Xbox now has a way basically of you add a link to your home screen. Uh, it's basically through your browser of, of you know Safari or whatever browser you're using. And you add a link to your home screen and it operates the same as an app. Like it literally feels exactly like an app now. Um, I literally can press the xCloud button and it goes full screen. Like there's no, like th- it doesn't feel like there's uh it doesn't feel like I'm running a, a browser. It doesn't feel like, you know, you can't like touch the top screen and be like, Oh, I'm going to go to a different site. I'm not going to you know, pull up my bookmarks or whatever. It literally is just a Xbox interface. It looks exactly like an Xbox interface. You select whatever game you want to play and you start streaming it. And you can play with uh, with your controller uh, buttons. Like so, I, I connected my Bluetooth controller, uh, but you can also do touch screen. And so I tried the touch screen stuff for a little while. And uh, I played. I didn't play anything that was like super like you know. You can play like Doom Eternal or something like that on there. I think uh, like you can play like some really fast paced uh, input you know shooters, twitchy very twitchy video games on there. I chose to play uh, Spirit Fair because I was like, okay, this is like going to be a side-scrolling kind of, you know, platformer, story-driven platformer, and exploration-style game. Let me, you know, figure out what this is like while I'm not under pressure of, like, hey, you know, kill the enemies, kill the enemies, you know, the, the super twitchy. Um, so I tried it out. It worked out great. Like, the only thing that I felt like was a little hard, there is a mini game in there where you're, like, supposed to uh, move your controller and, like, follow a line, 
And it was a little bit wonky to like be get super exact in following that line um, a little, you know, with the with the touchscreen. With the controller, it was much easier. Um, but yeah, it was a it was it was a great experience so far. Like I'm I'm very impressed with the technology, man. I did not anticipate the this quick. Like I have a fast internet connection, but like I did not anticipate it being that responsive. Can you play this on your cellular connection? Yeah. Yeah, you can play it on your 5G. Um, you can play it like literally from anywhere, or that you're uh, that has a, a good connection. I think you can play it on 4G as well. I don't know if I would want to go down much lower than that. Um, it does stream like for, because it's the Xbox Series X. You can stream like 4K visuals to okay. whatever device you have, and so like I'm not sure about selecting like can you select how much the graphics are streaming to your phone. So like you might use a lot of internet. I guess what I'm saying. <laughs> Did they, uh, I mean, could you tell, like, if there was a dip in quality, like, in terms of, like, graphics, like, or if it was lagging or anything like that? Not like, was, on was that pretty... game in particular. Okay. Um, it's a kind of a painterly art style anyway, uh, but it's, it, I, it, every, like, line was, like, f- like really sharp like it didn't ever look blurry which i i kind of anticipated it would look blurry um on like that type of an art style but it didn't look blurry at all like everything felt like it was running pretty much natively on my phone um save for whenever i was touch screen and was trying to do that one mini game um mm. and i'm not sure if that was like the input device of like oh the touch screen because like i said it was a little bit better on controller and that mini game i played it on console anyway and it is a, a little frustrating anyway but like i I don't know. I don't know how much of it was was user error uh, versus mm. the the input lag, but everything felt like super responsive. Um, cool. So yeah, that's awesome. Uh, last. Th- so how many? I you know you may have said and I missed it. What um, like are all my games available on there? Is just select games. So on Game Pass games, um, any Game Pass game. Uh, I have most Game Pass games. I think oh, they okay. have to because like they have to be designed specifically for um, the streaming stuff. And so okay. depending on the, what the developer has done with with that, it may not work. But look, okay. let me, I'm just gonna. So it's look not like at I can go quick. like play Warzone streaming. No, but you can play Forza Horizon Four. Which is, um, which is I mean. Not the same, but you can play still Sea good. of Thieves. You can <laughs> okay, play cool. Gears Five. You can play The Show Twenty One. You can play. I like that. Uh, Destiny Two, Ori. Mm. You can play The Tourists, Red Dead Online. You can mm. play. I mean, there's so many games here are on this. That's cool. Thing. That's awesome. Um, which is it, it, it's more and more are being added there are it has like little icons for which ones have like touchscreen controls and which ones don't which i think is, yeah. is is fun and they're expanding the touchscreen controls and honestly like it, it worked out really well especially with spirit fair because there were certain inputs that rather than having like the traditional you could you could select whether you wanted it to be the traditional like rb lb like those types of things or if you wanted it to be literally like custom to whatever game and so the game had like you know, this input does this specific action. This is the crafting button. This is the, so it wasn't listed as like why it was like crafting. So they actually were able to have more buttons on the screen than exist on a controller uh, input just to kind of like make it easier for you to get to these things. So um, I thought that was a pretty cool accessibility uh, feature that it didn't necessarily have to have like, Oh, was that the Y button or the X button? It's literally just like says what it is on, uh, on the button that you push. That's cool. All right, so John. Yes. I've been sitting here. I pay for um, Xbox Game Pass regular. Yeah. And 
uh, my Xbox Live Gold subscription so I can play multiplayer mm. games that aren't mm. free to play. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is only available if I have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yes. I, w- I was under the impression before us talking that all that Game Pass Ultimate did was give me access to PC games, which I don't need, mm-hmm. and charge me five more dollars a month on top of what I was already paying. Mm. But you're saying that's not the case. That's not the case. So what, what Game Pass Ultimate includes, it has Xbox Live Gold in it. So whatever, you know, whatever price you're paying for Xbox Live Gold, which can range, but if you buy it by the year, it's like five bucks a month. It's like sixty dollars um, total, five bucks a month. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and then it includes uh, Game Pass for console as well as Game Pass for PC. And so, if you buy that outright, like that's ten dollars a month. Um, and so, it includes so both. I'm of already those paying things. fifteen dollars a month technically. Yes, exactly. For regular Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold, but you're saying the Xbox Live Ultimate, or sorry, not Ultimate, uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Yes. Gives me access to all that, plus all these other features for the same price. Correct. Correct. And yeah, so if you happen to be on Blows PC, my mind. you can play on PC and, and that whole See, thing. See, that's the thing that like Microsoft never explained well enough for me to make sense of. Mm. And it just like I was like, I was always like, why would I ever want to buy that until I get a PC? <laughs> like there's yeah. no re- they kept pushing it to console players. I'm like, why do I want this? I don't want this. Right, right. Because you're like, but I don't now play I on realize PC. why don't I have it? Because there's no reason not to. Yeah. I think this is like probably the moment that 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 lots of people have been waiting for to like realize and yeah. like wait, I can you mean like that's an extra feature over there that I can get that I actually would use. Well, you're also um, telling me like you were talking about earlier like this apparently the Space Jam uh game is out for Xbox Live or sorry, for Game Pass Ultimate subscribers like Yep. I, I want that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's out 15 days early, basically. It's early access, or it's like, a, you know, just an early release for Game Pass uh, Ultimate subscribers, which is, is fantastic. Um, I played a couple of, se- you know, a couple of, like, seconds of it, basically, early before we got on the podcast, and it seems like a pretty pretty basic but fun kind of brawler, um, and I'm looking forward to playing, putting some more time into it. Um, but, like, yeah, like, there's these benefits to it. The reason that I got into Game Pass, like, it's like, obviously, it's a no-brainer to be like, all of the these games are, are accessible to you in you know you'd only pay one small you know monthly fee or whatever but in addition to that like all the first parties being in there and at the time like a year and a half ago or a year ago like whenever it was that I got on game pass it was there was a deal that was happening where it was like basically pay one dollar to ex- like to to convert your Xbox live gold membership into xbox game pass ultimate and yeah, I so think they still i still have that so i loaded up my account with like a year and change worth of xbox live gold and paid one dollar to convert it all over and that's the one that aaron wright was like he was like dude he's like, well and you, you did it with a deal you, you got that you had like gold subscription yeah. cards that were like super cheap right and so like he was like oh you know let me load up this all with all these cards and then pay one dollar and it just goes boop and i have like a year and a half worth of game pass um, there are there are also ways like in these days like Game Pass Ultimate is the thing that like they're trying to sell like mostly um, oh, through cards and so like you can get three month cards and find those on sale um, three much month Game Pass Ultimate cards and get those on sale and so like I think back in November or whatever I basically got 
a year's worth of Game Pass Ultimate for half price even then. So I'm paying like, you know, 750 if you like average it out. I'm probably paying 750 a month for a Game Pass Ultimate right now. It's crazy. Um, and so, you know, and th- those types of deals like you just follow Wario 64 or like, you know, one of the other deal sites like IGN Deals or something like that and like they pop up pretty frequently of like, hey, get 30% off of your of your, you know, Game Pass Ultimate cards and stuff. So, um, and they're good for gifts <laughs> as well. So that's crazy. All right. So what I'm probably going to do is uh, I'm probably going to go immediately um, switch my my Game Pass subscription over to Ultimate and uh, change all my gold stuff into Ultimate months and then go from there. Yeah, dude. It's and it's like the Ultimate thing, like it was confusing at first, but it's like and now, especially with the cloud gaming, it's like there's there's no way that I would ever want to do the other way because, you know, it's. It's like, well, it's the same amount of money, and you get more over here. Well, of course, I'm going to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's a uh, it's a great deal. It's I I still am shocked like that this deal exists. Um, I was talking to Cody um, about it, and he was like, "Dude, he's like, honestly, he's like, that was one of the big revolutionary like things that I I had last year was I was just like, wait, 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 Game Pass is a thing, and, and we can play all these old like multiplayer games and just try out." cool multiplayer games with uh with friends um from all over the world and you know it's been a been a blast to do so that's awesome well uh i hope that helped you all out there and uh if you try out the cloud xbox cloud streaming games let us know yeah. tweet at us you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chris 250 and john right 777 and at stay in target pod please go to your podcast service of choice review us Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. Did you like that transition, John? I did. I did. I very much did. The last thing I want to say is... Oh, uh, man. If you have... I just occurred to me. If you have a uh, Xbox One and you're still running the old Xbox One, uh, Flight Simulator is coming via the cloud, like the streaming, to that console later this year. Oh, that's the way that you can play it on there. Right. Um, which that, like it's not you know some it's not gonna play natively there at all. Which that game is all about like streaming um, streaming data from the cloud to whatever console or, or PC you're running on. But like it's just fascinating that that's that's the way that it'll be. So I, I think it'll open up a lot of uh, a lot of new new gamers to like current games with, through either their cell phones or through their old consoles. That's cool. That's cool. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.